I know this for certain. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Amen. So our circumstances change, but our God and his presence and his love and his salvation changes not. And he's with us. And we want to look at that today. Second day of the new year. First day for Sunday of the new year. We're going to look at the first chapter of the Bible. Genesis chapter 1. Years ago, we pastored a little church in Missouri, just south of St. Louis. And uh, uh, it's a tiny little church, and they did their best for us, but we needed some other financial help. And Nita found work as a, as a uh, uh, interim teacher. What was it? Practice, not practice. Substitute teacher. And really, it was very good. Very good. I think te- Anita would have made a great teacher. She teaches me all the time. Uh, do I always listen? That's a different issue. But uh, she, she was used an awful lot. Kids were very small. Our son, uh, Brian, was in kindergarten, I believe, at that time, five or six in that range. Our daughter, Kathleen, was about two to three. And I don't recall all the details. It seems to me like that some days of the week she was in a, in a um, uh, preschool kind of a thing. But I had her a few days of the week. And, and uh, I worked out of the house, and she would play and be with us. And, and uh, close to where we lived was an Italian restaurant, a small Italian restaurant, and wasn't, wasn't expensive. And a couple days of the week, she and I would go to this Italian restaurant. And uh, she really, in those days, I don't know if she does now or not, but in those days, she really liked spaghetti. And the place had good spaghetti meatballs. So we'd order the spaghetti, and you would get, you know, you get bread, and sometimes I'd have a little bit of money that we would get maybe, uh, maybe some cheese sticks. But almost invariably, whenever we would order, as we were waiting for the main dish, and whether she was chewing on bread or whether it was cheese sticks, inevitably she'd look at me eventually and she'd say, Daddy, when's the paschetti coming? When's the paschetti coming? In other words, when are we going to get the main dish? These appetizers are fine. When are we going to get the main dish? You know, all of God's word is the main dish as far as that goes. And we need to understand and, and meditate in and pray over all of God's word. But on this beginning Sunday of this new year, second day, first time in church together, I want to share with you you don't have to go, you don't have to go four verses into the first chapter of the Bible, and you have reached the Paschetti. You have reached the main course. And this main course is repeated six more times. And then it is a main theme that is repeated over and over and over again all through the word until the book of Revelation. So if you would allow me, I'm going to read the whole creation story. Understanding that this is not a scientific document, but is a theological statement of the God who created heavens and earth. And by the way, God did create heavens and the earth. Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. 
Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Now, I said four verses. I, it is really four verses. But we're going to stop. And I'm going to underscore. It's really a formula. First things first. I'm going to underscore the basic theme. A theme that if we will plug into with the details of our lives, we will understand and feel and hear God as he leads in God's and directs till the day that we see him face to face. Verse number three. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good. Three Three elements of this formula. And God said, let, in this case, light. We'll see it in other cases as we read through the scripture. God said, let something happen. In this case, light. And it happened. There was no balking. There was no rebellion. There was no disobedience. And God said, let... And there was, and you know what? God saw that the light was good. God said, let something happened, it happened, and the result was good. Brothers and sisters, when God is allowed to have his unhindered way in anything, in our hearts, in our lives, in our families, in our churches, in our world, the results will always be good. Let's read on. And he separated the light from darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. Next verse. And God said, let there be an expanse between the waters to separate the water from water. So God made the expanse and separated the water under the expanse from the water above it. And it was so. God called the expanse sky and there was evening and there was morning the second day. And God said, let the water under the sky be gathered to one place and let dry ground appear and it was so. God called the dry ground land and the gathered water, waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, let something, in this case, the expanse, the, the, the creation of heaven and earth, the, the, the waters. And God said, let there be, and there was. And then God said, it was good. Brothers and sisters, when God is allowed to have his unhindered way, in this world, in our hearts, in our lives, in whatever it is that we're talking about, the results will always be good. Verse number 11, then God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it, according to the various kinds. And it was so, the land produced vegetation, Plants bearing seed according to their kinds and trees bearing fruit with seeds in it according to their kind. 
And God saw that it was good. Brothers and sisters, when God is allowed to have his unhindered way in whatever it is he's doing, in our hearts, in our lives, in our families, in our jobs, in our world, in our politics, when God is allowed to have his way, the results will always be good. And there was evening, verse uh, 13, and there was morning the third day, verse now 14, and God said, let there be lights in the expanse of the sky to separate the day from the night, and let them serve as signs to mark seasons and days and years. And let them be lights in the expanse of the sky to give it light on the earth. And it was so. Verse 16, God made two great lights, the great light, the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. He also made the stars. God sent them, uh, God set them in the expanse of the sky to give light on the earth, to govern the day and the night and to separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good. When God is allowed to have his way in our hearts and lives, in our issues, in the concerns that we are about, when God is allowed to have his way, the results will always be good. Verse number 20, God said, let the water teem with living creatures. Let birds fly above the sky, across the expanse of the sky. So God created the great creatures of the sea and every living and moving thing with which the waters teem according to their kinds and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. But you know what I'm going to say? When God is allowed to have his way, unhindered, when God is allowed to be in control, the results will always be good. God, verse number two, blessed them and said, be fruitful and increase in number and fill the water in the seas and let the birds increase on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning and it was the fifth day, verse 24. And God said, let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds, livestock, creatures that move along the ground and wild animals each according to its kind, and it was so. God made the wild animals according to their kinds, the livestock according to their kinds, and all the creatures that move along the grounds according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. When God is allowed to have his perfect way, his unhindered way in our hearts and lives, in our world, the results will always be good. And then he climaxes. He comes to the, to the great exclamation point of the creation story. Verse number 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. And let them rule over the fish of the sea, and the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, and over every living creature that moves on the ground. 
Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and all the birds of the air and all the creatures that move on the ground, everything that has breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so, and then it changes. Whatever, if you're following in the word, whatever, whatever version you're reading, read with me, verse 31, if you would, please. Ready? God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. First thing first. Forget the appetizers. Four verses in. Whole first chapter. Brother Merlin sharing about the building of this building. My guess is there was a whole big architectural plan on some stand somewhere on this property that they followed. First things first. First Sunday of the year. When God is allowed to have his perfect way, his unhindered way, in our hearts, in our lives, in our families, in our goals, in our desires, in our dreams, in our actions, in our reactions. When God is allowed to have his unhindered way, the results are always not just good, but very, very good. I think I ought to get an amen for that. Amen. Let's do a little bit louder. Amen. Well, somebody might say, that's pretty good for the first chapter of this big, big book here, but where else do we see thoughts like that? Well, you know what? You know what? We read these words later on in the words, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all the other things of life will be added. We read in the Old Testament this word, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, lean not on your own understanding, but in all of your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Paul wrote, All things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. The great Westminster Catechism tells us that the chief duty of man is to praise God and to enjoy him. And that is certainly true. I would say this, that a great part of praising God and enjoying him is understanding what he is all about with reference to his creation. And brothers and sisters, what he is all about is, is love, is goodness, is care, is desire. It's interesting, isn't it? The trees, they didn't sass back to God and they turned out pretty good, didn't they? The mountains and the hills didn't sass back to God and they turned out pretty good, didn't they? The dogs and the cats and the wind and all of God's creation didn't balk, didn't rebel. 
I wonder some, someday, I mean, silly here, I wonder someday in heaven, the new heavens and the new earth, if some giraffe is going to come up to me and said, you know, we could have done this a whole lot easier if you human beings had behaved yourself a whole lot long time ago. But here we are. Here we are. And here's the situation that we live in. And I shared with you about the veteran that I talked to. Hurting. Terribly hurting. And he's got some family problems that aren't going to get fixed that he can see. And he shared with me yesterday. He said, Chaplain, I don't feel any different in 2022 than I did in 2021. And I don't have a lot of hope for 2023. A lot of people live in that way. We have... We have a grandson who is heavy into dinosaurs. He's four years old, and he loves his dinosaurs. And he loves T-Rexes. And uh, we got him a shirt. One of his presents was going to be a shirt. It is a shirt with dinosaurs on it. And uh, Grandma bought me a big dinosaur shirt. I was going to wear it this morning, but I didn't have enough courage to do that. And it's got dinosaurs all over it. It's got a big old T-Rex right there. Big old dinosaur. And uh, when we were going to be together, we weren't able to go this past week because of sickness up there and weather will, neither will go and we'll go again. But I was going to wear my T-Rex dinosaur shirt and see the reaction. Couldn't do that, but we Skyped or Duoed or whatever it is that you do when you can see people over the phone uh, this week when they opened their presents and I had my, my shirt on. This gentleman in the VA, he says, Chaplain, two days into this new year, and the problems that I've had before continue to haunt me like a dinosaur, like a monster. We have a God that says to us, I can defeat monsters. I have a God that reminds us, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in your weakness. So I want to share, if you allow me to very quickly here, I want to share from this passage of Scripture using it as a context, I think four truths. I've shared with you eight, nine, ten times already the first truth. The first truth is when God is allowed to have his unhindered way. I used to say perfect way, but somebody came up to me later and said, what does perfect mean? Well, you get, into, you get into philosophy with that. So I said, when God is allowed to have his unhindered way in our hearts and lives, he will work things out. And I will share this with you, brothers and sisters. That wasn't just a truth that was written for the, for the ancients. That truth is eternal. That truth abides today. That truth abides today. Whatever issues we have in our lives, and we all have issues. Whatever concerns we have in our lives, God says, come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And brothers and sisters, there's no caveat here. There's no, I could do more for you if you'd come sooner, but now I'm purposely going to limit my grace because, you know, you were, you were so obstinate or stubborn. The... The, the father in Christ's great parable of the prodigal son, every day he stood looking for that son to return and accepted that boy. We have a God that says, you have failed, but I hold no grudges. You may fail again, 
That's what, that's what comes with free moral agency. But I will be there for you. I understand. The word says, God understands our flesh, that we are dust. He understands our weaknesses. He understands our concerns. And still the door is open wide. The arms are open wide. He wants us to know that on January the 2nd, the year of our Lord, 2022, at 11.30, maybe 11.31, in Fresno, California, he wants to be and will be, if we turn to him, our way, our truth, our life. Whoever we are, wherever we come from, whatever we may be about. That truth doesn't change. I've got a, a second truth I've got to share with you that's a little bit scarier because we're human. You know what? Again, Brother Merlin, you and I are kind of preaching this message. Merlin mentioned that there might be a time or two in his life, just might be, when perhaps he tried to do things himself. You remember saying that. I don't think I'm putting words in your mouth. I think Merlin needs to know that I kind of join him. We're brothers here on that. Shortly, Surely if you work hard enough, my, my tendency seems to be that, and ask Anita, my tendency seems to be that if you push hard enough, the, the round circle will go into the square hole if you just push and jam, you know? I like to know what's going to happen in my life. I like to know what the end result of an action is going to be. That's part, I think, of humanity. But here's the second truth. The fact of the matter is that often in our lives, and if we accept the first truth, that's great. If I allow God to have his perfect way in my heart and life, it's going to work out real well. But you know what? I'd like to know what that perfect way is. And often, and I underscore, and I italicize, and I emphasize often, because God's ways are not our ways. Amen. Often... God says, I'll take care of it. Go enjoy life. And I like the thought of that, but I still like to know. Brothers and sisters, often, a lot, we're not going to know. I, I think it's great. I think it's great to be able to look back. And, uh, and I do some jotting and I do some writing and I can remember and look at some prayer requests that I've had in the past. Wondering what in the world has happened, where is God? And now I look back and I see my word. Look how God worked. He was working when in my humanity and in my fear and my trembling, I wasn't even aware of it. If we allow God to have his way, the results will always be good. But we have to allow, secondly, God to do his work. And we might not know the end result right away. But I think there's a third truth connected to this. What we can know is his peace. And more and more, this is interpreted to me this way. The Holy Spirit comes and says, I'm going to give you the grace, Steve, with reference to your family, with reference to your shoulder, with reference to your job, with reference to your finances. I'm going to give you the grace to be able to say, God, I'm going to rest. I'm going to relax. I don't care what you do. 
because I trust you. I think that's what God wants from us. I think God wants a level of trust, and as we will see, will give us that level of trust. I think God wants us to get to the place where we bring our issues, because we're told to do that. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. But then, to say, God, I've given this to you. I don't care what you do. I honestly and truly, God, don't care if you cause pain because you're going to take care of it. I don't care if you give riches because you're going to take care of it. I don't care if you take care, take away riches. You're going to take care of it. You're going to take care of my job. You're going to take care of my family. You're going to take care of my spouse. You're going to take care of everything. And so, God, I'm going to rest in your great power and in your great grace. From human perspective, not a very profound story, but it's a story in my life that has made so much sense and has really helped me. Uh, in military days, I was home early from work. Brian then was in high school, and he was home early from school and wanted some, wanted some sun time. And he and I were out pitching the football. Now, picturing me pitching a football today, that's probably hard to do. But uh, in those days, I could throw a ball and he could catch. And we had some good times and good talking times. And my son, our son, was an eater. I mean, this kid could eat and eat and eat. And he was always hungry. And we're pitching the ball. And Dad, he, he catches the ball and he stops and he looks at me. And he says, Dad, I'm hungry. I wonder what Mom is making for supper. And I, re I don't know, I responded somewhere or another. And his response to my response was, well, you know what, whatever it is, it's going to be good. And then we just continued to play catch. Not a profound story at all. And yet my son did not feel the need to go in and camp by the, by the, uh, the uh, uh, oven and stove and, and pray, you know, and wait for mom and then remind mom, you got to cook. Mom, you got to cook this way. Mom, it's got to be done this way. It's got to be done that way. Mom, I'm sorry. Mom, mom, mom. He knew that his mother loved him and all of us and would take care of us. And I think that's what God wants from us. Does that mean we can't have impassioned praying? Of course not. God gives us burdens and we get involved and God wants us to do that. But ultimately there comes a time when God says, it's in my hands, I'm taking care of it. Amen. All things work together for good. Amen. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God which passeth all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. When God is allowed to have his perfect way, his unhindered way in our hearts and lives, the result will always be good. We don't always know. We very, very often don't have a clue what God is about. But if we allow his spirit to gird us up and to fill us and to give us the strength to let go and say, I'm just going to relax. Jesus, you're taking care of this. That doesn't take away from my responsibility. I still have to go to work. I still have to pay the bills. We're not talking about that kind of thing. We're talking about God. When I've done all that I know to do, I'm trusting you. And that's the fourth point. 
The fourth point is this. God's grace is sufficient, and God says, I will do this for you. Jesus told his disciples, you're going to have problems in this world, but don't worry, I have overcome the world. And what he is really saying there to us is, you're going to have problems in this world, but I have overcome the world. And if you accept me as your Savior, and if we walk together hand in hand, you are in me. Paul says, I am dead and my life is hid with Christ in God. And in that, in that identification relationship comes the peace, comes the strength, comes the poise, comes the relaxation that God wants from his children. Because that, brothers and sisters, is who we are. And that also then provides a platform to allow us to watch him work. I've enjoyed so much this year, pastors preaching on everything, but I've enjoyed his preaching in the Old Testament. One of my favorite characters in the Old Testament is Elijah. I enjoyed pastors' sermons on this great character, Elijah. And I love the story of the fire falling from heaven. Love the story of the soaked altars with the two bowls and love the story of how God moved. And I really think as after it was over, as as Elijah gathered all the people around who had watched and seen all this, I really think basically somewhere in there Elijah said to those people, do you see our God? Do you see what he did? This is the God that we need to trust. This is the God who we need to put our confidence in, not the Baals. They're no God at all. This is the God who takes care of us. I don't know if Elijah talked to his people that way, but this morning when I was praying about an issue in our lives, that's how God spoke to me about an issue, about a concern. Steve, haven't I always been there for you? Haven't I always taken care of you? I'm, the, I'm the, the God of the past. I'm the God of the present. I'm the God of the future. Trust in me, and this will be taken care of. Nita and I have a friend in town who we've been praying for reference an issue in this person's life. And I find with prayer, this happens more and more and more. And I have no problems with praying specifically. I, I think there's nothing wrong with praying specifically. I need a job, God give me a job. Maybe I want a job working in the bank. Maybe I feel like I'm good working in the bank. I have no problems with that. As long as that desire doesn't take over and, and, and you know God, I'm sure that you want me to have a job in the bank and if you don't give me a job in the bank, then you fail me, then that's wrong. You know, we have promises to claim, but we don't have promises to interpret. God does the interpretation. God does the interpretation. But this person, this person has had a specific need that we have been praying for. And I have prayed for this person and I have laid out a couple alternatives to God and said, you know, God, it would be neat if you did this or neat if you did that. And we found out this week that God had moved in this person's life in a way that was totally unexpected. Totally took care of the need. Totally took care of the problem. 
in a way that, can you imagine, Steve Mounts hadn't even thought about. Can you imagine that? That Mounts had not even thought about. That's our God. That's the God who speaks. And when we allow it to be so, the results will always be good. As you move forward, brothers and sisters, into this new year, as you move forward with your lives, with your families, with your bills, with your aches, with your pains, there are monsters out there. There are problems, there are concerns, there are issues. And this is kind of the paradox. The God who loves us so much that he gave us free moral agency will not deal with us and help us if we don't want to be dealt with and helped. He's not a bully. He will not move in. He will come and remind us, I'm here for you. But if you so choose to deal with these problems yourself, I'll stand back and we'll see how that goes. But I'll be there for you if you make it clear that you want me. I'm praying that each of us, praying that each of us will this year more and more closely walk with God, more and more in relaxed fashion, talk with him and walk with him and trust in him. Because brothers and sisters, first things first, God is the boss. Say with me, God is the boss. God is the boss. That he never leaves us nor forsakes us. I love that new doxology song. I never heard that. That is a great song. I come to church and I hear new songs and I try to remember them and I can't even remember my own name sometimes, but I really like that new doxology song. But the old doxology is pretty good too. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him all creatures here below. Praise him above ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Praise God. Please stand. And Father, we do praise you on this beginning day or second day of the new year. We praise you for your presence. We praise you that you do not change. That your grace is sufficient, was sufficient, is going to be sufficient. But right now, where we're living, is sufficient. We praise you, Father, that your grace is sufficient for our pastor, for uh, Rachel, for Ashley, for Hayden, that you're with them. And that you're leading and guiding and directing and sustaining and refreshing and re renewing and revisioning. We pray for safe journeys, mercies for them. Father, we thank you that you are here. As we move forward today and tomorrow and the next day, remind us, Father, you're the architect. You're the alpha. You're the omega. We look to you. Father, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Forgot to announce, Pastor has moved our Wednesday prayer time from the phone and Zoom to here at the building. So if you have time, we would like to come by at 9 on Wednesday mornings. We'll try to get in without the cops coming and, and throwing us against the wall. I got, uh, Katie gave me a tutorial this morning, but uh, we want you to come and we'll be having our, uh, our prayer time here on Thursday mornings if you're available. Wednesday, Wednesday morning, Wednesday morning. 
God bless. Amen. God bless.